will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. All right, we're back. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 8 of Season 2. Life After Addiction. You better believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stick to talking and not singing today. That's Bruce Stanley. And that's Adam Comer. And that's Adam Comer, a radio voice tuned in. Hey, today we wanted to talk to you about something. So our alumni, uh, they'll message in on occasion for uh, suggestions of topics that we will discuss. And today's topic, it was asked, uh, what is uh, discussed giving a testimony, but not just giving a testimony, but but they want to know how to give a good testimony uh, and so, man, you don't have to ask us twice. Can I get a witness? We will testify. So, Bruce, why don't you start off in the premise of, okay, what is the testimony? Why is it so powerful? And how do you give it? And sure. we'll just go with it. Sure. Well, we know our testimony is powerful from Revelations twelve eleven, Right. And we Which talk- we mentioned just about in every episode. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Because it basically gives us the authority and the power to use our testimony. In fact, God expects us to do that. And so what it says is, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, yeah, we defeat Satan. Yeah. And and so your testimony is very powerful. It's, it's supposed to be used. Um, and so I, I went through this thing at my church, and I'm just going to say I give my testimony a lot. I just gave it last weekend at Fort Campbell, and with a bunch of military guys, which was really uplifting for me, and I hope it impacted other guys because we got to talk about PTSD and you know combat experiences and 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 my addiction and how I use that as a crutch and yeah. so, so many people are struggling, especially military guys and homelessness and this kind of stuff. But I digress. Uh, you know, when we talk about testimony and sharing it, I also like First Peter three fifteen that says. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense mm. to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. And yeah. so basically what it's saying is be ready with your lips. There's another verse that says be ready with your lips to testify, you know, just to be able to share what God's done in your life to some other person um, because it's needed. It's needed. You you can quote scripture all you want. You can teach somebody to your blue in the face. But when you share a testimony, a real story of your life to somebody else, it it changes a person because they can't refute it. It's your story. Yeah. They, they, they could say you're lying about it, but in the end, they have to watch your life and see the difference, and they know for themselves. That's why it defeats Satan in the end. He can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's the most real thing that we have, um, and the blood of Christ is what gives it power. Yeah, because it's resurrection power. We were once dead, and now we're alive. Right. Uh, in the same way that when you give your testimony, I, I say a good rule of thumb is, you know, what did it look like before? What happened, and what does it look like now? If you can keep it in those three categories, and then you can expound on that, having a, a Somebody asked me once, Bruce, in 60 seconds, tell your testimony. I was like, what? (laughs) And I just did it, you know. But if you do it enough, you you get real comfortable with it, and that's just practicing it. But you write it down. 
And when I was in advertising and we would do, I would, I would write copy a lot for the ads that I would do and the stories that I would tell and, and advertising marketing. And the, the best rule of thumb for an editor, for a copywriter is to get your thought out. Just write, just write it all. Mm. And then the rule of thumb is now you, now say that in half the words. And then you do that again. And so what you do is you get this whole, cause you get your, all your thoughts out, out of your head onto paper. And then you look at it and say, how can I say that with half the words? Because it removes a lot of the rhetoric and the rabbit trails and all the stuff that would go down that are, are good. They're parts of our story, what we can use when we have a long time to do it. But most of the time we're, we're given a short amount of time to share it. So what are the most important parts of that story that you just keep, you know? And, and that process alone helps you to be confident in your story because you've gone through it, you've exercised it. You've edited it, and and now you're 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 good. You know what your story is. Yeah. Instead of just ad libbing it every time and and getting confused in the middle of it, that's something I would say do first. Uh, but my church is they brought me through a twelve week class. Now I did six years in my life after addiction and walking this Christ life, and I love my church because it doesn't just tell you to go out and give your testimony. It, it takes you through a class of 12 weeks, mm. right? once a week for 12 weeks and how you learn to give you testimony. And so I have that as some experience to share and, and, and what that looks like to help people. Because once you learn that, you, our church then goes door to door in the neighborhood. And we use a certain element to talk about Christ and then how we use our testimony in that. So, because nine times out of ten, you're not just going to walk up to somebody and say, hey, let me tell you what happened in my life. <laughs> right. Most of the time, you're going to be in a context where you're just sharing in relationship or you're building relationship and and uh, and you're talking about Jesus. And then you're like, well, let me tell you what he did in my life. Yeah. You know? And so we use Romans 6.23, which is uh, the wages of sin is death, but the, the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we break that down into five things. And so basically what we say is, hey, I'd like to share just one scripture with you. Is that okay with you? You know, is it okay with you if I just share one scripture with you? And most of the time that uh, disarm, disarms people because when you say, hey, can I talk about the Bible? You know, they're like, oh gosh, how long is this going to be? And you just kind of say, look, it's only going to last this long because I'm just going to share one verse with you. Is that okay with you? And when they say yes, there's your end. And, and so what you do is you say that verse and then you break it down into five parts. Can I tell you? There's five parts of what that scripture means. Can I tell that to you? And so you're just engaging them in the path, right? And mm. they're following along because they've already given you permission right, to talk about the one verse. And the first thing, you, you break it down into these five areas of the gift, right? Because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so basically what you're saying is it, at first it's a needed gift because I'm going to die without it, right? Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it says in the verse. And then you then you go past that and you say it's a free gift because it comes from God. You didn't take any works to earn it. God just gives it to you. In fact, some translations say free gift, right? And then the third thing is that um, now we're going to get this wrong. The third part of it is that you because it talks it goes through the verse and it says uh, the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And eternal life is the third part of that which means it's a um, permanent gift. It's not temporary, it's permanent. 
And then the fourth part of that, when it talks about through uh, our Lord, meaning that there's a, a commitment to that gift, and um, and it's a it's an it's a valuable gift is the fourth thing. It's a valuable gift because it comes from Jesus. And then our Lord, that last part is the fifth part, which says it's a committed gift. And so you just kind of talk to somebody through yeah. that. But in in that, though, you find a place to tell your story. And that's just one way our church does it, but thought I would just share that. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the hardest assignments, Bruce, that I was given in, in school, in, in college, uh, in getting a degree in religion and Christian counseling, was around this testimony thing, man. I, I, the assignment was, on paper, write out and time it as you talk it. Uh, you got to present the gospel and give your testimony, and it was called the elevator, right? So you had... The elevator you, Yeah. You Why had, did they call it the elevator? Because you had six floors... <laughs> to give your testimony and present the gospel to this man that got on the elevator on floor one and he was getting off in floor six. And so, man, kind of like you were saying, someone said, 60 seconds, go. It's so hard. But I would encourage people to do it, right, just because of the things that we've already said. But uh, I also think that, just like you said, man, testimony is such a powerful thing for many reasons, but but mainly it's it's you can go up to someone and you're beginning to tell them your story, and, and it's the way God designed it. And you're not like, hey, Jesus said this, which I don't think there's a problem necessarily with doing that. But if you walk up to someone or you're just you're with someone or a stranger or someone you know or you're sitting on a bench or whatever the situation is, you can begin a conversation. Hey, man, this opioid epidemic is crazy. Yeah, well, you know what's interesting about that, Adam, is because it's so prolific right now, you just have to open your ears. There's always an opportunity in almost every setting you're in, even in church, right, at the coffee shop, at school, at your work. You're going to hear people talk about addiction yeah, because it's affecting somebody in a family right now everywhere. Yeah, so you just ask them, hey, man, what, what's crazy about this opioid epidemic? Yeah, man, my cousin, or hey, yeah, man, I struggle. Hey, man, my, my dad, or something. There's a connection there, and you could you could start dropping some statistics. Do you know what's the number one cause of death for men and women under the age of 50. Yeah. And, and he's like, so you're talking, you're engaging. And then you can just be like, man, it about killed me. You can start talking about your, whatever you went through. Uh, and then you could start talking about how you came out of it. And before you know it, you presented this hope of your testimony through Christ. And then hopefully from there, it's like, well, what, what do you mean Jesus? And then you could present the gospel. And so it's natural. It's not, so we don't, we're not advising you to have some kind of, you pull out your pamphlet and you begin to read verbatim, but no, it's just your story. And like Bruce said, they can deny it, but they have to call you a liar, but no one could prove, I mean, that's your story. You know how passionate you could be about that? So there's one aspect. And here's another one. Listen to this verse. This is Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. Says this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Amen. Man, he thought about that. I think there's a Spurgeon quote that says something like that: that the afflictions that I've gone through, or the things that I've gone through. Um, if it's allowed me to reach one soul hurting in the same same way, then it was all worth it. Something like that. Like if I can minister to someone that's gone through it, when I look at someone now and I know they're hurting, man, I could reach out my hand and just say, come with me. 
follow me as I follow Christ, man. I, I've been where you've been. I know, I know what you're feeling. And it's just an encouragement, man. A testimony is a very, very powerful thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's charged by us, by God, charged to us by God to do it. And, and you know, here's, I, I remember last week in church, this, we were doing communion. And while we, they were passing out the, the bread and the, and the juice, some people got up and shared their testimony up on, at the pulpit. And these were young people. And this one girl gets up and she starts to tell her testimony. And she was embarrassed that she didn't have some radical, you know, traumatic conversion in her testimony. She's like, I've been in church my whole life. I love the Lord since I can far as remember. My parents raised me right. Church has always been part of my life. It's never been separate from me. And and I just love the Lord. And and there were some times where I kind of straggled or whatever. And, And she, but she was embarrassed, right? to say that she didn't have this traumatic story. And I'm thinking to myself, God bless you. Like yeah. you are so blessed that you don't have, that you didn't have that traumatic event in your life or a long period of suffering like us uh, that have gone through addiction and come out of it. So don't ever be ashamed yeah. of what your story is, no matter what it is. Yeah. And you know, the reason I ask you to write it out, to look at it is so that you can curb some things. Yeah that you don't need to say to people, like some of the darkness that, you know, you went through, most people aren't going to comprehend that or even understand it. So it's not necessary, but maybe it could be in a situation where somebody else has shared that same kind of darkness, but you, you have to be, what's the word, Adam? Uh, well, with, I just relational know, yeah. in, in context with the people you're speaking to. You know, freak people out. With, well, writing you know, it out is helpful because pen to pad crystallizes thought. So, I mean, it's just helping you with that. And on what you just said, man, I was in New York this week, last weekend, and same kind of situation. And, a, and a, just a woman of God, they, I was giving my testimony at a dinner table, and a woman of God, and so I asked back, I said, What's your story? What's going on? She said, oh, it's, just, it's actually pretty boring. And after, you know, I let her say it, and it was the same story. She's She has grandchildren now. She, um, you know, some early on when they weren't believers, there were some struggles in the marriage. But then, like, 40 years of being a faithful woman of God, raising her children the way they should go, and I just said, hey, can I encourage you with something? That's not boring. You know how hard it is to be a righteous woman of God and raise a family in the way they should go, and you've done that for 40 years? That's what people need to hear. A marriage is saved and stayed together and you worship God together. You know what the divorce rate is now? That's just, that's what people need. That's that's incredible, not boring. Mm-hmm. And just kind of spun it and that's that's such a great testimony too. So there's no there's no wrong story, you know? Yeah. All of it is designed to bring God glory. And in that same note, man, I, I went to listen to uh, a brother, one of our brothers that graduated, you know, about six, seven, eight months ago. Um, he was able to share his testimony at a youth group for a church. And I was just, I snuck in the back, you know, sitting in the back row, just wanted to be there for him. And man, he got up there and he was fearless. Mm-hmm. It was like giving it, like he'd spoken in front of millions of people before. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when he got to the part about his addiction, you could see his whole countenance change. 
his countenance changed and he began to get kind of nervous and ashamed. It was like shame kind of came over him. Uh, and then kind of missed his, forgot what he was at and then kind of ended abruptly. And I was just able to encourage him, man. I was like, dude, you've got a future in speaking, man. That was awesome. Um, and he's like, oh, I got nervous, man. I, I really, I left my notes at the chair and I was like, that's not why you got nervous. You understand that everything about you changed when you began to talk about it, the addiction. Let me encourage you, man. That is what God gets the most glory in. Not that you played football, not that you were an athlete, but the fact that all of your, you boast in your weakness because that's where God grabbed you out of the muck and the mire, and he gets the most glory there. So celebrate that. Don't be shame-filled with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Bible tells us that when, we, when we're in a moment where we have to dress people, where we're called to a point where we have to give a testimony, the Bible says that God will give you the words. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That the Holy Spirit of God in your willingness and your confidence in being bold that you're not ashamed, uh, that as soon as you start opening your mouth, I mean, maybe you need to pray real quick to God before you do it, which would be a good idea, and just tell him, God, you said you'd give me the words. Hmm. So here I go. And just invite the Holy Spirit to do that because God says he'll do it. Yeah. You just got to take that leap of faith, that, that first step, mm-hmm. that first step, and, and that's let the rest take place. So, yeah, man, anything else on testimony? We, we talk about it a lot. It's such a powerful thing, but, man, I, I think we, we've covered it. Yeah, in the, the words of Paul Harvey, and that's the rest of the story. And now the rest, and that's the rest. Hopefully we don't get sued for that. So, <laughs> Awesome. All right, guys, thank you so much. Tune in next week, Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.